Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin limited edition is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits on, in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794, when we became a country. Let's celebrate history. Let's celebrate truth and radio. And the show needs it. We need your help. We can't go on. It's a very expensive show. We cannot do this without you. We can't grow without you. And so this is a limited edition. Please get one before they're gone. And let me just tell you, this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, this is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God, we trust united. We stand also on the front. It says the Kate Daly show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts, because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time and get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top. Recovery, helping people find recovery. The show today is canceled due to human-caused global warming. Or is it uh, cooling now? Or is it both, warming and cooling? <clears throat> Whatever the government says, I believe them. The Kate Daly Show starts now. When people ask me, why are you so skeptical of what the medical establishment tells us? I say, because I've seen them react to a virus before. By 1987, CDC officials pretty much knew how HIV was spreading and who was in danger. But science can be arbitrary. And instead of being precise and focusing on who should be protected, we launched a fear campaign about how AIDS was going to explode into the heterosexual community. And the upshot of bad information was that in the late 1980s, low-risk Americans were swamping testing facilities and diverting our attention and energy away from the truly at-risk. 78 percent who've died or been hospitalized were overweight. If you're obese and unvaccinated or 85 and still crowd surfing at music festivals, doesn't it make more sense to focus on helping the vulnerable stay safe and let the rest of us go back to living normal lives? Hello, welcome. Kate Daly Show. How is everybody? I uh, I have so much information this this show it's gonna be crazy. I probably say that a lot, but it's true. It's very very true. Uh, in this in this first hour, I want to talk about um, some of the things they're spraying, 
And uh, I want to get your input, 888-673-1450. I also uh, will have Karen Morris, A Year Without a Grocery Store. She's coming up in the next hour. And she's been on the show before. I played it on Rerun, and she's fantastic. So she has some new resources, some new things to talk about. And so I invited her on. And also some directed toward moms. And so, you know, she's going to be fantastic. And then in the last hour, I'll present some newer research I've done. And I can't wait to do that. That's going to be fun, too. So a lot of information on today's show. What can I say? Uh, Please go to katedallyradio.com and support this show by getting a collector's coin, please. Uh, I would be uh, very grateful to you for doing that. We've never done this. Uh, in 10 years. And so I think uh, I, the coin is $99. It supports the show and it keeps us on the air and we need it. So uh, it also puts a little money back in your bucket. And with silver, uh, some of the projections look real good for silver. So I know that you've probably been thinking of, you know, the, what, what can I do to, you know, have a little bit of that on hand, you know, gold and silver. I'm sure you've been thinking about it in that direction, but I just wanted to tell you, you know, this is such a great way to do that and support the show. And uh, it says, be faithful, be fearless on it. It's modeled after the first coin ever minted in the United States by the United States. So it has real historical value to me. And I, I love that reminder. It comes in a beautiful case and you can go right to katedallyradio.com and grab one. I would really appreciate you doing that or a couple if you can, you know, to support free speech. See media just, I think what people haven't recognized yet is that if you do want truthful media, we're going to have to pull together and it's going to have to be people's radio because, and this is the kind of thing that we're going, I know that we're used to just turning on the dial and it just always being free. You know, you listen to all these talk show hosts for years, it's always free. But the problem is, is that it's very controlled too. And now we're in a situation where if you want radio like this, if you want us to discuss things they will not talk about, we're going to have to pull together and pay for this because it can't just happen magically. So I would so appreciate you guys. I thank you so much uh, for your help right now. And I wouldn't be asking you for your help if we didn't need it. So hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I was just calling to uh, see what your thoughts were about this whole raid on uh, former President Trump's home. And, ah. you know, I know what my thoughts are, but I mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to know where you guys were at with it. Yeah. Personally, I think it's an attempt to keep him from running in 2024. Could be. Could be. I I don't know. I think it might go a little deeper than that even. I think it's it's a little... Um, Boy, I wasn't really planning on talking about it in this hour because we've talked about it all week, but I... Uh, it, there's, I think there's a lot more to it. Um, I think some of it could be th- some theater and, um, I, I, it's, it's, it's antics and theatrics. I think we're going to expect a lot of that until November. I just think that, oh, I, agree. I think that the election, it, we're, we're putting a lot of emphasis on the election. They're putting a lot of emphasis on the election, but what does that do? Yeah. It's there to get the right left paradigm all gaslit so i always am thinking about that when i'm seeing things like this i know you are too probably um and how gaslit yes, are we going to be by so i appreciate you thank you so much and uh, yeah, there's, there's, i agree i agree with agree with you 100 you know there's a lot of gaslighting going on so 
Yeah, so thank you. like to see what they're trying to do and what, yeah. you know, what the Dems are trying to pull in the, you know, right. the elections in November. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, thank you very much. 888-673-1450. You're welcome to call up. Um, and by the way, I played Bill Maher. You know, I never thought <laughs> I would get to a point where I played a Bill Maher clip coming in. <laughs> that is interesting, uh, to say the least, uh, because I agreed with his clip. I agreed with him. Why do I, why do I not trust uh, where the medical profession is going and what they're doing? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> plenty of reasons why I don't trust pharma. Plenty of reasons. And uh, um, I, I can't believe I'm playing a Bill Maher clip. Very, very crazy. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi. Hey, I forgot who said it, but they said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Mm. Yeah. Is that Barra? I think it was a commie. You know what? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to look. I don't know. Yep. If mm. anybody tells you they know and understand the entire tax code, yeah, they're lying. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if anyone Thanks, does. Kate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, I'll be speaking October twenty second at uh, the Firm Foundation Expo. F I R M Firm. The word firm. Foundation Expo at the Salt Palace, October 22nd. All you have to do is put that in, and uh, you'll see uh, the event right there. Um, I am bookofmormonevidence.org is the um, is the website. I'm speaking up there on underestimating Satan. I've got a presentation, and I'm speaking right after Tim Ballard. I think it's on Saturday night. So they have three days worth of speakers. I think Eric Mutzels is speaking. I, Tim Ballard. I mean, there's so many speakers, and they're all so fantastic so if you guys can head up that way uh in october it would be great to see you really really great to see you uh let's get those seats filled and bring a friend bring a friend who needs to hear these things you know what i mean i would really appreciate that that's october 22nd it's up at the salt palace okay um all right so and i think it goes until 7 p.m i think i'm the last speaker six to seven yeah on saturday night so and then you can get on with your night for Saturday night. So October 22nd. Okay. But you got to go get tickets for that. So please do. And I'll meet you up there. So I have, so I had a, a concerned citizen uh, saying, look, um, um, oh, by the way, before I get going, you know, the news today is all about, well, we're all in for the safety of our, our kids, the safety, safety, safety of our kids now that school has started and they've had their first week. I'm sorry, what are we keeping them safe from? I Really? How? <laughs> if I hear that word one more time, I'm going to scream, number one. And number two, uh, I'm glad you guys were just there to educate. How about that? How about you guys concentrate on that? I don't, yeah, you don't need to concentrate on safety. Just concentrate on educating for, for once, please. Jeez Louise. I'm so sick of hearing it. Um, Okay, so a concerned citizen had some questions about all the spraying going on right now um, all over the place, uh, in, um, up at Kolob Reservoir, all over, and uh, of course, Leeds, all, I mean, everywhere, right? And the DNR, the Department of Natural Resource spraying that's going on. And I have a lot to say about this because we're going to, you're, you're, you're probably noticing it too. I don't know if you are or not, but there's a, um, the spraying season, July to the fall, um, you're going to notice a lot more of it right now. And there's a lot of questions to ask about it, quite honestly. And we don't. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we're not asking more questions. You know, the EPA 
it's funny how how the lift leftist progressive just lives and dies by the EPA. Have you ever noticed that? That is without question. Oh, the most honest organization. They're they're amazing. They care about Mother Earth, right? Isn't that what isn't that what you always hear? It's like oh, without them we'd be nothing. <laughs> um, we'd be just fine, and we were just fine until they came along. Uh, the EPA was done on um, on a lie. Uh, it was from a 1966 uh, oil spill where they could have just sued the company, right? And and it was fixing itself within five years. And okay, boohoo. So some oil spilled, big oil, and uh, it would have cleaned itself up because that's how our Earth is, you know, and. What did they do? They took the opportunist moment to build the entire EPA that they already had ready to go. And the reason we know that is because 10,000 employees and six months, six months from start to finish, you know, um, oh, we need the EPA. That's why you had the crying Indian commercials. That's why you, you were told that everybody was ruining the earth and fast. <laughs> and I know that when you were driving around, you probably didn't notice that, but you were told that in the media. So all of those ads came out and there was a big push to, to implement the EPA. The EPA had absolutely no jurisdiction to even exist. But the EPA, um, about two years ago, they just re-enlisted and said, okay, yes, you can use super harmful chemicals on everything from water to forests to everything else. This was just two years ago. They re-upped everything until um, 2035 for your enjoyment and pleasure. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, what's a few chemicals, right? Well, it's interesting because before, you kind of think about before um, pharma came along, right? Before pharma came along, we had, uh, what were farmers using? What were they doing? And they were using all kinds of things. They had extracts from flowers. They had wild cucumber. They had all kinds of different ways because obviously we're all here. How did that happen without those precious chemicals to save us? Well, there were so many natural ways to control um, to control and, and get out the pests and, and all kinds of things. We didn't need heavy, heavy loads of chemicals. And the use of synthetic pesticides came along in the 19, well, really the, in the 1800, late 1800s, but then widespread in the 1930s, and of course by 1950, we, it was it was going pretty strong, and they were spraying, you know, DDT. That's what gave rise to um, polio, right? That's what gave rise to that big outbreak in, uh, in polio. And I'm going to discuss that a little bit more and add some research to this that's kind of crazy in the last hour. But they've been doing these these chemicals for quite some time, and the DNR sprays, Department of Natural Resource sprays, is what uh, this person was reaching out to me about, and. They were just really upset about this, and I, I'm with them. I'm upset, too. All the spraying that's going on, we're getting sprayed to death. What's in our water, all, all kinds of stuff. But I'll be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody. Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z-Stack. He's got two products now. One is the uh, t the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Uh, Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. 
He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Hi, this is Kate. Make sure and go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. You're going to get special deals from my Patriot Supply and a payment plan. Isn't that amazing? You can do this on payments, which makes it easier on the budget. But make sure you have a food supply. Make sure you're um, adding to that food supply. All you need to do is go to preparewithkate.com. Dot com. Thanks, you guys. Here's a link. Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kid Daly Show. Daly Show on a Friday. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, we got a lot to get to. Okay, so welcome back, of course. Uh, visit our great sponsors, Beehive Rental uh, and uh, Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200, and uh, um, ABC Auto, Dr. Diet. Uh, they all, they're just fantastic at what they do. You want to lose weight? Go to, go to Dr. Diet. If you get in an accident, go to ABC. If you need a garage door, go to Garage Doors Only. Only, only one in town and that I go to. And then also, um, of course, uh, Beehive Rental. They're just fantastic organizations and companies. Inside Out Hyperbarics, amazing. And they have specials going on right now. So you can get in there and uh, get this uh, oxygen back into your cell because that's where it belongs. We just have so many things that are affecting us. And, you know, it's funny because the leftist sort of, the leftist progressive, okay, is what I'm talking about really kind of took over the whole genre of, you know, um, it's like government can do no wrong, but we do recognize they're spraying us. And so whenever I talk about this, I immediately start to go, this is such a leftist loony bag thing, you know, because they're also, you know, mother earthish and worshiping the, the earth we're all good stewards of the earth. You know, it's like they act like everybody's going around and ruining it on purpose, but we are getting sprayed. I know that. And I know, you know that because we've done a lot of shows on chemtrails. So, so I want to talk just a little bit about this because this is why I'm talking about it is there have been some that have been noticing that they're spraying a lot more, that they're ramping this up excessive amounts. And you know, the, the excuse of, well, we have to get rid of tamarisks and Russian olives and, and all these different, you know, some of these little different things. But, um, and, you know, going up, you know, Kolob Reservoir, same thing, um, but they're, they're going up and down the pastures and the waterways, even where private livestock are. So why are they doing this so heavily? So, um, and there's certain new uh, or not really new-ish compounds coming out with ginormous amounts of glyphosate. Now, when did uh, herbicides start being used? The, the, really the 1890s, as I mentioned before. And the scientists started to sort of develop this concept that herbicides could be produced to control growth of certain types of plants and herbicides for agriculture use, Okay. And then it really went in with the DDT um, in 1942. But 
the chemicals that were um, coming up through pharma were, all, were, were starting to really be developed. Pharmakia, they even refer to themselves as pharmakia. Pharmakia means sorcery, by the way. Um, they were developing all these chemicals and, and so forth, and the chemicals started going into our food supply, okay? And I'll be talking about that a little bit more uh, in the show, later in the show. And so um, you'll see glyphosate. Glyphosate um, is in Roundup, but glyphosate is on its own as well. And so uh, they started heavily, heavily using that in, uh, in the 90s, and also they say in 2001, and so really both. Stephanie Senoff has always said, she's the MIT scientist that kind of blew the whistle, and she said that it has a lot to do with uh, autism, has a lot to do with causing autism um, was the fierce spring that started in the 90s. So the EPA, like I said, just reapproved ultra toxic pesticides, paraquat, pyrethroid insecticides, um, all these different chemicals. Oh, they're just fine. Yeah, we're the EPA and they're just fine and they have a lot of effects to them. Um, but I, I actually am not shocked by that, are you? Of course not. And so glyphosate is the wi- most widely used herbicide in the United States. And like I said before, the spraying seasons, you know, July to the fall and is when they're, they're spraying. But if people are noticing excessive spraying right now, then that's a problem. And why are they going into so many different areas when they identify the species they're going after? They're going outside of that and they're hitting a lot of private private livestock, private land, things like that. Why are they doing this? So when we're getting sprayed, it's occupied, this is straight from the government, it's occupied dwellings, seasonal dwellings, human drinking water, stock water, active lakes, streams, ponds, major waterways, flowing ditches, intermittent streams, farms, crops, public roadways. Awesome, right? And, uh, and if I try to tackle these names, I'm going to just completely blow it. You know me. But, of course, glyphosate, top of the list. And there's about six or seven, I think, that they use. And so, um, so you're going to notice, if you're noticing more spraying, let me know. Because I, uh, people are starting to notice it. And really start to ask questions. Truly, they should. So it, glyphosate's a chemical compound. And, it, you know, some people aren't familiar with herbicides, Uh, But glyphosate is used worldwide in lawn care and agriculture. And it can actually stick around three days to 19 weeks, depending on water conditions. That's a pretty heavy-duty thing, don't you think? 19 weeks. And I actually think that sometimes they, they skew you know, this to the public a little bit, probably much longer. Glyphosate is a primary drinking water contaminant of, uh, and when the Safe Drinking Water Act, you know, came out, it identified that as such. So when writing about this, they even know, they even tell the people doing it, you know, you have to have certain protective wear. (laughs) Here are the risks associated with even handling these chemicals, but they're just fine when we spray them all over the place for everybody, right? doesn't make sense, does it? And so uh, one guy talking about this for his state of Washington said, safety is my number one concern um, after the decision is made to spray a site. We spend a lot of time trying to mitigate the risk. We know that all people use all of our state forest land. We want to do our best to protect them. You seem very worried about the thing that you're using if you're constantly trying to mitigate the risk. 
So to say it's without consequences, I think, is laughable, don't you? They even have instructions. You have instructions for filling out for the aerial chemical um, FPA-N and a description, you know, how, you know, exactly when you're, you're spraying and what you're supposed to use um, for the government. And then um, it's, it's, well, it's used in a lot of different ways. But uh, in 2015, the EPA reexamined the potential of glyphosate back in 2000, about seven years ago. And they did this in-depth review of glyphosate cancer database, right? Including um, to animals and uh, epidemiological, I mean, all kinds of different, different things were included in this. And in 2019, the EPA released the glyphosate proposal interim decision. So after reviewing public comments about it, the EPA, the EPA released glyphosate interim decision January 2020. And, uh, and, and they were, uh, the interim decision required management to really measure glyphosate, right? Because there's been a lot of accusations with autism, all kinds of things, but they were, they were there to release height, wind speed, droplet size to address pesticide spray drifts, all kinds of things. And, um, and then talk about what they were really actually doing with it. Was it really reducing weeds, but at what cost, you know? And then this came out, it, it talked about in the state of um, Wisconsin, it said, uh, due to diminishing need for the program, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is looking at closing its gypsy moth suppression program. Now, this is one of the reasons they would be spraying, right? The gypsy moth. They actually renamed the gypsy moth. I can't think of the new name for it, but they said it was um, not nice to gypsies. I'm not joking. I'm seriously not kidding on this one. <laughs> they, they did. They went in and changed the name. It could be offensive to gypsies. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, so they had these new um, public hearings and everything for this. And this is what they came to the conclusion. They said, oh, uh, because they've been getting a lot of flack, right, for, for spraying us so often. This is, uh, they said, this is a service currently that's small enough, manageable enough on a local level. And, yeah, serviced by the uh, private industry. Yeah, we can just, uh, we can just take care of this. You know, you don't have to have a state spraying program, right? And so I wonder how many times when I was reading through that, I was wondering how many times they could have come to that conclusion that the state likes to do what the state likes to do, right? And so I got to thinking about DDT, and I've been doing a lot of research on DDT, and DDT is that chemical they were spraying, and it was, by, it was from the Montrose Chemical Corporation, at the time the world's largest producer of DDT operated um, actually out of Southern California and starting in, in 1947. And that was also, so you had, you had 15 companies. You had Monsanto, Siba Montrose Chemical Company, all, all these different companies. And production peaked in, in uh, 63 by 72. The EPA had to issue a cancellation order for DDT after saying it was safe as well. They said it was perfectly fine, just perfectly fine, because it was having all these effects to wildlife, they said, and potential human health risks, potential human health. Not one media person did any correlation to the rise of polio because nobody ever asks that question. Why, why was there a huge rise in polio? What was going on there, right? Nobody asked that. It was just a given, like it just happens out of nature. Things like that don't happen out of nature. There's always a causal reason to it. And so 
um, there was this, uh, they said there was this relationship they could detect now in 1972 between exposure and reproductive eff- effects in humans, never mentioning the rise in polio. But there was certainly a cause, and that was really one of the main, one of the main things besides antibiotics that they were trying out. That was the, that was the main thing that could have given rise to the symptoms that people were having, okay? And, um, and it was fr- the first modern synthetic in, um, insecticide developed in the 1940s, the first modern one. And what did they say? What was the big, you know, reason they gave people? It was to control typhus and malaria. You know, I'm sure there were other ways they could have done that other than spraying all of our crops, all of our lands, and everything else. But that's the reason. There's always a carrot. There's always a carrot. And so Roundup came by, by way of Bear, and, uh, and Roundup is the brand name of, of a systemic, uh, I'm sorry, systemic broad-spectrum glyphosate-based herbicide originally produced by Monsanto, which Bear acquired in 2018. And... Um, well, I'm going to go on because there's so much more here uh, to tackle. But think about this for just a moment. Just think about this. You've got, you've got obviously a lot of problems, and we had a lot of cancer, a huge cancer spike in the 1970s. Okay? Huge cancer spike. We also had half the polio shots go out that were infected with monkey kidney disease. Just about everything you can try to do to immune system to take it down. And then all of a sudden we had cancer like just up the wazoo and we've never controlled that we've now we're just even worse one in one in three right it's cancer and think about these chemicals for just a minute just think about that all these chemicals it's courtesy of pharmacia and i'll be right back on the kate daly show be right back katedalyradio.com Recovery. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. What I hate is looking up and seeing chemtrails in a clear blue sky today. What I hate is hitting roadblocks on a highway in my way And what I live for is a chance to change and be everything I can be What I love is someone bright enough to see Show. And uh, a little things. Merle Haggard, don't you? I mean, love it. Uh, welcome back. And uh, I have uh, Karen Morris of A Year Without a Grocery Store coming up next. And then I'll finish off the show with some research uh, that kind of ties it all together, what I'm talking about, too. 
And the Utah, you know, the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, State Lands, people need to be asking them who's approving extra spraying. Who who gets to approve that? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing it? There aren't other ways. Why are we so apt to use so many chemicals? I didn't, it's, it's interesting because I hope today's show kind of shines a light on this. Um, but there, we're getting hit every which way. And that's tough to take in, that information. So, um, okay. Uh, so Bear said they were going to replace glyphosate in some, in some Roundup products a year ago. And then they also had to pay, because and the decision to do that became because they had to pay $10 billion to settle cancer suits. And those were the ones that they brought to trial. I can't even imagine how many more there have been. And um, bear to replace glyphosate from U.S. lawn products by 2023. For some reason, I just don't believe that. I really don't. I really don't believe it. Um, they say things like this all the time, you know, these declarations of what they're going to do, and it's usually because they're under, you know, with litigation going on, and so that's a great way to save face. Um, but uh, I, I also, okay, so um, who owns Bear? Well, eventually, uh, the Western uh, powers and West Germans agreed to divide IG Farben, which is really kind of what this chemical, the, the, the compounding of these types of chemicals that were going on in our food supply about the turn of the 1900s um, in just three independent units, right? And Bayer was one of them. And uh, DDT was actually invented in 1874, by the way. They've been using these things on our food supply and in our lands and in our forests and everything else for a very, very long time. And Paul Mueller... <laughs> You guys remember that name, right? Uh, Paul Mueller even received a Nobel Prize for it. Caused a lot of death, and he got a Nobel Prize. Just goes to show you. Um, so there's obviously a lot of cases now um, that are trying to go through for cancer. And farmers, they interviewed some farmers, and they felt like they could spray glyphosate with a clear conscience because the EPA came out, everybody's come out and said, well, yeah, it's it's fine. It, it, you know, you have to wear pretty much a hazmat suit when <laughs> dumping this in a forest, but, you know, no no big deal. And uh, they said it doesn't persist in the environment as, as much, right? And I know that they're under sort of a, a duress trying to please agriculture because you know the u.s department of agriculture can go after you pretty quick too and so i know that they 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 are um, having to use these kinds of things and so what they were saying was well it's better than ddt it doesn't build up in the groundwater as much um but do we really know that do we is, is it that much different than ddt that's my one million dollar question is it that much different and so, um, so basically, Monsanto started selling Roundup in 1974. Contains a lot of glyphosate, right? For 20 years, didn't really attract any attention. Those were kind of the quiet years. But Act Two began in the late 1990s. And in 1996, Monsanto started selling their genetically modified crops, GMOs. And they were modified. Why were they modified? Why did they need to do that? So they could tolerate glyphosate. 
they were they were so weakened by glyphosate we had to actually change the crops to tolerate glyphosate and that meant that the farmers can now spray the chemical right over the roundup ready soybeans corn cotton all the things that we use right and and uh the government you know those that farm for the government were calling it a farming revolution farming revolution really then the the sell of the chemical increased more than tenfold. So Stephanie Senoff's um, autism report was when they started spraying excessive amounts of of you know w- right when the crop was sprouting and then again and then again um, through its growing process. So it really gets embedded into the crop. When that and the perfect storm of your immune system interact with the metals in your body and that's what causes the brain to kind of do what a car does you know it goes down to 30 it won't go over 30 miles an hour and it kind of stops because it figures there's a problem in the engine and that's what it does to the brain that load so they also came out and said uh l-a-r-k or i-r sorry i-a-r-c IARC came out and did a study on it in 2015 and it said yeah it's probably carcinogenic to humans I didn't see big huge splashes of um, like we're seeing of the raid I didn't see big huge splashes in the media about that did you? no and uh, they said there's strong evidence it can cause damage to your DNA so and the first thing it does is cause cancer uh, to, to the cell so that kind of damage all right, so there was uh, the Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment. Now, to be honest, a lot of these guys are pretty quacky, <laughs> to tell you the truth. The whole industry has been so taken over by such liberal progressives. So you have to realize that, too, when you're kind of reading through their reports. But they did say in the early 90s, this is the Utah group, in, in, in 1990s, the growing awareness for the toxicity of all these pesticides led to a science report national academy of science i know you're rolling your eyes when i say science because science is just sort of up for grabs now it, it just pleases politically right just whatever political line you want to draw that's where science is okay so they they did a report called pesticides in the diets of infants and children and it it talked about um how the risk tolerances um that the epa used when the epa said everything was safe we've heard that before Right? Everything was safe, totally safe. So the report estimated that 50% of lifetime pesticide exposure occurs during the first five years of life. By the age of six, the brain reaches 90% of its eventual adult volume, and that corresponds to about 90% of its overall permanent organizational architectural structure. And so obviously the most critical developmental window, especially for the brain, is uh, one to five years old. And they said there were concerns about children being uniquely susceptible subgroup to pesticides, in particular, to those kinds of um, chemicals. And they said the new the new concerns, um, be, the differences between children and adults go far beyond difference in size. And, it, and so they were looking at prenatal and early infant stages and all kinds of things, and the ability to metabolize chemical toxins. And they said children do not have the necessary enzymes to detoxify pesticides and uh, like OPs. And in eight-day-old rats, 
um, permethrin is nearly five times more acutely toxic in adults because it lacks uh, certain things. And in humans, the blood-brain barrier doesn't mature for at least six months after birth, and that allows more of the toxic chemical to reach the brain tissue. So these doctors came out and they from Utah, and they talked about this in, in detail. I can put up the link on show notes today. Um, but it, they said it affects motor activity and all kinds of things. In Japan, between 1957 and 1971, 57 and 71, school children saw a huge increase in impaired vision, eventually was tied to the use of an OP in agriculture. And one town near an agriculture area now has an eye disease named after it called the Saku disease. And in that town, 98% of the children had visual acuity problems because they were living right by these agricultural fields. And so there are a lot of issues, aren't there, that we're not ever really talking about. And that makes me sad because when people were reporting to me, we're seeing an excessive amount of spraying in this area. What is going on? Because when they use an excuse like, well, there's this little thing we have to get or this little thing we have to get. So the question is, some people will say, okay, well, they really, they really do. They really do because there can be an invasive plant or an invasive this or an invasive that. There's no other way to do it other than spray large areas there, and, and an excessive amounts of chemicals. There's no other way. I'm pretty sure our, our, our ancestors had other ways to do it because these chemicals didn't come along until the late 1800s. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes, I'd like to comment on some of these comments, mm-hmm. uh, information you're providing. Uh, first of all, we know they're lying to us. They're mm-hmm. lying to us about the chemtrails, so we can't trust anything. But regarding glyphosate, uh, we do know the evidence is strong that causing cancer mm-hmm. and probably other things. Yeah. But as to causing autism, there is massive evidence that all or nearly all the autism is caused by the vaccines, yeah. the measles, rubella, mump vaccines. Study after study, uh, Wakefield will tell you this, the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, have the correlation. You know, they went in, the World Health Organization went into third world countries. We're talking about mm-hmm. a dozen or so. And within a couple of years, there was about a 20-fold, 22-fold increase in autism, country after country. The Amish, there was virtually no autism. They have one case, they, uh, and uh, they don't vaccinate their kids. Right. So right. it's hard to say that I could say, say could play much of a role now. Maybe it acts as a callus in some cases for the metals that are put in the mm-hmm. brain by the vaccine. Yeah. Um, maybe it has a little role, but it can't have a major role. Well, and as for D- Stephanie yeah. Senoff would probably disagree with you, but she... Yeah, I should love to debate that. Well, I should they, like to they, see her in Wakefield right. debate that. Well, but uh, on, on the DDT, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, establishment uh, lied about banning it. Mm-hmm. They banned it, uh, and it's uh, resulted in millions of people have died because of it's been banned, because it was a very efficient, uh, relatively right. inexpensive um, um, uh, use use of for uh, uh, malaria. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I was going to say, because we're getting to the end of the show, I was also going to say, look, they started in 1974 and autism was one in 10,000. So in one in 10,000 got autism. Okay. And that I think actually was higher. I think it was like one in multiple thousands of people because you don't see anyone older with autism. Okay. But they said that when the explosion of autism happened, And now we're at like, what, 30-something, 30-something, one in 30-something. That's huge. Started in the mid-90s when they started 
doing it in spades. Excessive spraying of our food supply, excessive spraying of our lands, excessive spraying of everything, um, and making uh, more trips than usual with glyphosate. And that's why Stephanie Senoff was tying that in, is because she had a chart that actually went just, it was like this perfect movement going up and saying, yep, this is exactly when the hugest spike happened. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You only have about 30 seconds. Sorry. No problem. Uh, Atrazine. Atrazine. Second most yeah. used yep. herbicide. I was it's just going to mention it. That's funny. And that was the one that was mm-hmm. killing, or not killing people. Scientists were showing back in the 90s, I think, mm-hmm. that the lab test amphibians were being changed from male to female. Yeah. In um, their, what do you call it, gestational periods. So look at today's kids, the little effeminate males mm-hmm. and the great big brutish females. Right. There's your reason, probably. Mm-hmm. That has ruined our, our populace. Yeah. And they're still using it. Right. Thank you for that. Yep, absolutely. In fact, that was in my notes. That's so funny. Um, and so the farmers were feeling like uh, like it wasn't like like glyphosate wasn't building up like DDT and atrazine. Um, but uh, but you know what's interesting too is there's always been a lot of hiding of information from the chemical companies themselves, the ones that are making these chemicals in pharma, and. When you get out charts and you can reflect and look back and you can say, wow, this huge spike in autism came in the mid-90s. Why is that? You have to look for a cause. And if one thing changes that would affect a large group, a large populace, you have to, you have to look at that. To write that off would be silly, wouldn't it? I would think. Um, and so this hour is actually going to lead into my final hour. Um, and so stay tuned for that, too. Karen Moore is coming up A Year Without a Grocery Store. You're going to want to hear this, too. She's got some new stuff. And her book is on Amazon, A Year Without a Grocery Store. And it really is good. She's put so much good um, content in there. You really ought to pick that up. And then look at your own food supply and make sure, you know, kind of see where you're at. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Radio.com.